We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 255. Our guest today is currently on Team USA for polo and will be competing in the Federación Internacional de Polo, known as the Polo Olympics. He has been officially announced as one of the top eight players on the USA team who will compete in the Polo World Championships. He is just another example of why I love this community and why I have loved doing the Equestrian Podcast. I spend so much time in Wellington, where our guest today is based, but because we are in two different disciplines, in two different areas of the industry, we've never run into each other. We've never known each other before the podcast, and so I'm so excited to spend this coming winter with him. He's going to teach me how to play polo. I'm so excited. (laughs) So without further ado, I would love to welcome our guest today, Augustine Ariano. Hey, Augustine. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, I'm so excited to hear about your life and polo. Um, First, tell me a little bit. I mean, I feel like it's a little obvious how you kind of first found yourself in the horse world, but give me the rundown of how you got started. Yeah, I'll give you a story. So I'm a fourth generation polo player at my mom's side and a third generation polo player on my dad's side. And it's kind of a cool story because my grandfather started playing polo in Cuba, um, obviously before the government changed and stuff. And once the government changed, they actually had to like flee. And he like fled to Nicaragua with his family and uh, ended up there and was like kind of restarted. He had my dad and a couple of other siblings. And then he, uh, the government changed in Nicaragua again. So he found himself having to flee for a second time, like in his life and start over completely new. And he came to, to Florida and he heard there was like a little bit of polo going on in like Boca Raton. So he uh, bought a place in Wellington and like kind of started over there and like really built himself up. And like little did he know that Wellington would like end up, this was like, like 40 years ago. Like little did he know that like Wellington was going to be Wellington is now. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he was so like the, really hipster with Wellington. Yeah, exactly. He, like totally. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he started Wellington actually. Wow. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then my dad started playing in Wellington with my grandfather. And once my dad turned 14, it was the same age that I became a pro at 14. Uh, he went pro and my grandfather stopped playing to kind of give my dad more opportunities. And uh, my dad ended up becoming the best American polo player and held that title for like 10 years. Wow. Um, so that's, that's cool. And then on my mom's side, my, my great-grandfather played, my grandfather played, but all like us amateurs. And then my, my mom played. And it's really funny, like there's a funny story that my mom, she played, she was like five months pregnant with my sister and they, the do- her doctor was like, okay, Megan, like you like can't ride anymore. And she was yeah. like, she was like, oh, like, I've got, like, the finals of this, like, women's tournament this weekend. Like, I need to play. And she was like, sorry, like, you can't. Like, it's, like, not safe. My mom was like, okay. And she played and won and oh, was, like, visibly pregnant. And then her doctor walked up to her at the end of the game and was like, good job, Megan. She would, like, come to the game knowing my mom play. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so cool. Wow. So it's, like, I mean – 
pretty much everyone in your family plays. Um, yeah, was totally. that, did you feel pressure to play or what was that dynamic kind of like? No, like, thankfully, I mean, like, I like, I can like gush about my parents like all, all day, but no, they're pretty amazing. They like pretty, they like gave us like every option to like play other sports. Like I played soccer, I played tennis. Like I was like really into art. Um, but you know, horses just have a way of like drawing you in. Right? I mean, I had them all around us and they always like gave us the chance for like, if you want to ride, like you can have a horse, you've got to ride it though. And you got to take care of it. Or like, we're not like, or like mm-hmm. you can't have it anymore. But uh, so we like, we're, we were always there, always at the barn. It's just like, just like a, a love for horses. And like, I, I get that question all the time. Like, you know, like, did you feel pressure to do it? And I'm like, like, not at all. Nothing about horses makes me feel like I have to do this. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm like, yeah. it's just like such a gift, such a blessing. I'm like so grateful every day. That's what I get to do every day. Wow. That, that's so awesome. Um, obviously you said you became a professional at 14 I'm yeah. not super in tune with the ins and outs of the polo world. Is that, that's crazy young, isn't it? It's pretty young. Yeah. So with us, we don't have the same like formal rules as a lot of the English writing have. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you're a professional, it just means you, you started to get, to get paid. Wow. So cool. What was that like, um, you know, becoming a professional athlete so young? Was there like any big shifts in your schedule or riding or how did you do that and balance life as a 14 year old? I, I mean, I think so. I mean, it pretty much, like, takes over your life. And, like, yeah. thankfully, we, once I got, so for, like, growing up, I did, like, half the year uh, of my school year in South Carolina, where my family is a farm, and then half the year in Florida. But once I got to high school, which is, like, 14 age, right, they, mm-hmm. no high school would, like, allow me to do that. So, like, it was really cool. We had, like, an au pair that traveled with us and taught us. So, I, like, and it was, like, it was fun. So I had this, like, girl that was, like, only a couple years older than me that was, like, teaching me. We would just, like, hang out and, like. <laughs> And I was just like traveling, playing polo. And then like at 15, I got chosen to like represent the U.S. team in, in Tianjin, China. And like, so that was amazing. I mean, it was, it was incredible. And I, and I like always remembered like growing up being like, I didn't realize, I guess, like what a difference like my life was to like a normal high school kid's life yeah. was. But now that I look back, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was different for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Different to say the least. Um, and this year... You've been named one of the top eight players to represent Team USA in the FIP. For, for people who aren't familiar, what is the FIP? So the FIP is the Federación Internacional de Polo. So that's basically the World Cup of Polo. It happens every three mm-hmm. years. And they send, like, the top – I mean, so the, eight, the top eight will be our full team. And, like, ha- like whoever's, like, playing, whoever's meshing the best, this will play. But we're the team. It's, it, the eight's the team. And um, it's, it's pretty exciting because it's, they have it every three years – it's like it was kind of like saying like the olympics of polo because mm-hmm. polo is not in the olympics but it's uh it's the same like all these countries have to qualify to play and you play and it's like been a big dream of mine for a long time um the u.s has only won the fips once and that was with my dad on the team so it'd be like really amazing for me to like like i, I know i feel really honored to be even on the team and playing and like my sister also got chosen so like to get to wow. play with her and like it just yeah i mean it's an honor it's it's really i'm really excited how do you prepare for an event like that? What does your kind of like training and practice schedule look like? So what I'm doing now like is pretty much just watching as many polo videos and analyzing and getting my mind really strong. I, I meditate every day, twice a day mm. usually, and I'm practicing two times a week. Every other day I'm, that I'm not practicing, I'm like out sick and balling and then I'm playing tournaments on the weekends and I'm doing that all summer. And then in September, I'll go to Argentina for like really intense training for a month. Uh, and in October is when we'll be getting we'll be getting ready for the World Cup. The World Cup will be the end of October, and so we'll spend the whole 
um, month of October, like practicing as a team. And that's kind of like, so basically from now until then, I'm just getting ready for that. Like it's kind of like all leading up to that moment this year. Right, right. Looking back at your career so far, what would you say is been some things that have really feel like made you successful or have set you apart for success in the sport? I mean, obviously my, I got really lucky to have my father who's such a, like a force in the polo community. And I think the biggest thing coming from him was like his technicality of the game. He's so great at explaining things. He sees the game so well. And that has been such an asset to me. But secondly, and arguably more importantly, my mom was such a part of like all of our careers, such a part of my dad's career, such a part of my career, mm. such a part of my brothers and my sisters. She like has such a passion for horses and she's so intuitive that it's, it, uh, it really like instilled this kind of like drive in all three, like me and my two siblings. And I think that those two things have been the largest help in my career and to this date. Yeah. Are your siblings competitive with each other when it comes to polo? Oh yeah. We're all <laughs> so competitive. They're, uh, they're, they're great. Especially because we're all kind of like at a similar level. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get competitive. I mean, like I like couldn't, I'm by far their biggest fan. Like whenever my sister is like playing, I'm like at her game, like yelling. I they're, thought like, you were going to say like, I'm by far the best, but. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely the best. <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm the highest rated. Okay, okay. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel you're in addition to being a polo player, I feel like you're passionate about some other things um, like conservation of wildlife. You're also a model. Tell me a little bit about, first of all, how you pack all of that in your life. Like, how are there enough hours in the day? And tell me a little bit about, you know, kind of how you got started in the other things that kind of make up your life. Yeah, so I, I told you that I'm like so passionate about horses and that's what I love the most in, in the world. But I, uh, I think that kind of also translates into like conservation and stuff. Just kind of like this, like a connection to like the natural world, right? Like horses are such soulful animals and it kind of like has bled into other parts of my life. I, like I care so deeply for uh, animals. And I, since I was a kid, I've been trying to figure out a way to like get involved and it's kind of led me into where I am now, where like I try to help a lot with like fundraising on my free time with animal conservation, and uh, I'm involved with a couple of really great organizations. So that's been great. And modeling, honestly, was never something that I uh, I thought of. I just was like, I remember two years ago, a good friend of mine was like, "Have you ever thought of modeling?" And I was like, "Not really, no." <laughs> and uh, and he was like, "Well, can I introduce you to like an agent?" I was like, "Sure." And like next thing I know, like I got signed with an agency in New York, and I just really excitingly just got signed with a, a mother agent like she's amazing um in europe and uh it's led to like an exciting shoot in new york hopefully this summer i can't really say much more about it but it's really exciting and and uh and it's great yeah i mean it's really fun and the good thing is is that i feel like it all kind of like ties together a bit like the modeling has been like kind of like polo and modeling have been really like together and like with the conservation it's really just connecting people in the the question community also that like care about the same things I do which means at the end of the day we're all here because we love an animal like and that can only mean like we love other animals as well totally yeah I love that EcoGold has always been on a mission to modernize the saddle pad and improve your horse's safety, comfort, and performance. EcoGold has really continued to be at the forefront of innovation. 
I personally am so fortunate to be a part of a top team in the Hunter Jumper world at Hesslink Williams, and we only use EcoGold's fitted pads for showing. We're in good company because Olympians like Boyd Martin, McLean Ward, Jacqueline Brooks, Jessica Phoenix rely on EcoGold pads every single day. So to get more information about EcoGold, you can visit their website at ecogold.ca. That's E-C-O-G-O-L-D dot C-A. Um, with being so busy and having, you know, as all of us are equestrians, everyone listening as an equestrian understands how grueling the schedule can be sometimes, like how much work it is to get to where you are today. Have you experienced burnout or if you feel like you're kind of, you know, getting the feeling of, you know, getting burned out or not enjoying things a hundred percent, what are some things that you do to kind of like build in time to relax, have some self-care for fun and kind of reset so that you're still, you know, in continuing to enjoy what you do every day? Totally. I feel like that's such a good question, actually. Um, I did. So when I was younger, I like had, I didn't have like the tools I feel like that I do now that I really um, to help myself. And I was like 18, 19. That's when I went. That's what I told you. And I went to uni mm-hmm. in Miami I was like, okay, I'm just going to like give myself a second. I feel like, like, I feel like I'm going to pull like a million different directions. Like everybody kind of wants a piece of me. Like, I don't really like, I just, you know, where you're just, yeah, burnout. Yeah. I mean, you're just done. And so I like cut myself off from it for a little while and I just missed it so much. And I think what brought me back was just like reminding myself, like what, like, why are we all here? Like, why do we start? And it's just this like love for like the lifestyle. Like, it, bring, it brings in so many international people from around the world all because we have one passion which is like horses like why you and I are talking right now is like we both like love this like soulful amazing animal and uh and so that's kind of what brought me back and now like I've like you know I've done a lot of work and I've read a lot of books and uh it's what helps me now is just to like kind of like be present and like center myself and just kind of remember and be grateful like I get to be like outside all day hanging out with my with these like amazing animals Mm -hmm. like meet people from around the world play a game like on this like beautiful like open pitch like like right now I'm in Virginia playing like the like at a pole club on a vineyard and I'm like it just doesn't get better than that you know what I mean I think that's kind of like a lot of people I mean people will say that like gratitude is kind of the kryptonite to burnout right Mm -hmm. and it's just like remembering what you're grateful for and why you're here in the first place and that helps me and hopefully that can help other people as well yeah I think just stepping back and kind of looking at the things that we're able to do. And um, I also, I love that you've also found ways to incorporate the things that you love and kind of build a career for yourself. I feel like it's amazing. And I think that's the goal for everyone, but it's that I definitely like pinch myself that I get to um, between my training job and through the podcast and through my equestrian style that I'm like, I literally get to do what I love every day and not a lot of people get to do that. And I think that that in and of itself, I mean, if you're working hard and you're, you know, really after a goal, the idea of getting stressed out or burned out is definitely inevitable, but taking the time to step back and see, you know, like why we started this, like you were saying, like the passion for the sport and the passion for horses, um, which is kind of like the root of it all. And just 
taking that step back and realizing how lucky we are to be able to do things that we love every day. No, totally. And, and I think you like hit the nail on the head where it's like, of course that we're going to feel like a little bit of burnout. Yeah. I think another thing is to kind of be kind to yourself and be like, okay, everybody goes to this. I'm not the only person in the world that's feeling this way. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think that that's important. And it's not like it's, um, oh, you're like ungrateful if you're experiencing burnout. Like it's just part yes. of, it's part of exactly. working hard towards something. I really genuinely yeah. think. I couldn't agree more. Tell me a little bit about, let's say you are prepping um, for, you know, let, let's say you're prepping for FIP. Tell me a little bit about the weeks leading up to a big event. What does that look like for you and your training? What does that look like for your horses? Um, give me kind of the rundown. So for the horses, we like, it's what I do is like, obviously we take them out on sets. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like when you're like on a horse and you're like pulling the ones yeah. and you like go around a track for like an hour. Like, so you do like a 45 minute walk and like a 15 minute trot, but like polo ponies are so chill. You can like bring them all out at the same time together. <laughs> um, so usually what will happen is like, they'll do that in the morning to like, kind of like get like a warm up, And then in the afternoon, uh, like when I'm getting ready for a big tournament, I'll like kind of space out the way that I play them or train them. So I'll do like a practice where I play them like nice and easy, but like I'll kind of breeze them a little bit. So they'll start to get air. And then when it starts getting closer to like the game time, I'll like start schooling them. So like really working on like, the stop and the rollback and kind of getting under themselves so that they're feeling like really kind of tuned mm -hmm. for the game. Um, for myself personally, I'm like kind of a health and like workout fanatic. So, but something that I've realized actually is that yoga has really helped with my game mm -hmm. just because when you're like kind of, you have that mind body connection, it really starts to help and like stretching. Like, I mean, they tell us that growing up, right? Bethany, yeah. but, like, it's like so underrated. I'm like, that. I'm like, wow, stretching is your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, you don't realize how important stretching is until you like really need it. And you realize like, oh right. shoot, I'm like not flexible at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I'm the same way. And then I can like feel it now. And like, mm -hmm. if, I, if I like forgot to stretch beforehand, I'm like so tight wow. and it's just so much better to have your body like loose when you're on the horse and I just think like I was giving a lesson the other day like trying to help somebody out and I was like horses like are gonna mirror what how you're feeling mm -hmm. so if you're feeling tight and stuff the horse is also gonna feel that right. way and so I think it's like really helped me to like in turn help my horsemanship yeah what do you look for in a polo pony like what are some qualities or attributes that you look for to you know become a member of the team <laughs> so first and foremost my mom taught me this that I love is like a kind eye mm. I always look for a kind eye and then uh, I really love like a like a really strong back end and strong shoulders and I like when my horse like carries its head low and is like relaxed isn't too wound up obviously I have some horses in my string that like love to go but like preferably like a horse that has a good mind yeah and is relaxed and I mean has the go and has the power but like knows how to come back because so, so much of my game is kind of like I, I love to play back so I'm like a lot more, I'm pretty technical and I play a lot of defense and so for me it's like nicer to have a horse that like it's got a lot of quick lateral movement but it's like is like relaxed enough that they can come back and be be chill they're not like trying to run the whole time right yeah that makes a ton of sense um being a professional athlete with a ton of other passions, like you're obviously super busy. What do you do like as you are traveling and getting your horses ready? Like tell me a little bit about the team dynamic to make all of this happen. 
So team dynamic, like the team on the field or just like kind of like the, the barn? Yeah, the, the barn, the kind of the behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, obviously it's like really important to have like a good camaraderie in the barn, like with your grooms mm-hmm. and whatever teammates, like I think that's huge. And like leading up, it's like, I, I like to be at the barn as much as I can to like know obviously what's happening with my horses, like what they're getting fed, how much they're getting worked and, and all that stuff, especially leading up to a, a big tournament. Right. And like here, we're, we actually have a pretty big tournament going on this weekend. So we've been putting a lot of work into, it's so funny, like, and you know this, Bethany, but like it's so much work to go, that goes into like a weekend yeah. of tournament, right? Yeah. Like it's like, and so you're like all getting ready for, and it kind of like hits you. I've gotten a lot better about it now uh, that I'm like much more relaxed about it. But like, I'm like, okay, well, all the preparation that we've been doing is like for tomorrow. Yes. Like if we don't win tomorrow, <laughs> we're not in the final. Like, right. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's just about getting the feed right. And like, obviously now in Virginia, it's really hot. Mm-hmm. So we're like giving a lot of electrolytes. And I think it's also just kind of like listening to your horses. I was trying to t- explain that to somebody the other day. It's like, you know, they can't speak, but they, they can tell you. Mm-hmm. You just have to watch. Yeah. And, um, and so that's kind of, I think, my biggest thing is, like, listening to your horses but and figuring out the way to, to hear what, they, what they're trying to say. Yeah. What would you say, what would be, like, a piece of advice that you would give your younger self? I think relax. It all comes in time. Yeah. I'm so much more relaxed now. At, at, I just turned 25 a couple of days ago. Oh, but, like, I remember at, like, 15, 16, 17, I just wanted everything to happen right now, right at this moment. And I'm just like, you know, enjoy the ride. You're going to do so many cool things mm-hmm. with your life. And it's, and it's all going to happen. And I think it's so funny now, like it's, it's come into, like it's into popularity, like the imposter syndrome where you're like, am I really supposed to be here right now? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like, everybody feels that way. Totally. Like just take it in stride. Absolutely. And I think that's also the beauty of our sport is you can be a part of it for so long. Yeah, totally. Exactly. I mean, there's just so much to do. And you have so much time to do it. Like, just enjoy it. Yeah. For someone listening who is interested in polo or um, is a part of the polo world, what would be some advice that you would give them? I think if somebody who wants to get into polo, like, just make the jump and do it. It's such an incredible community. And it's just, like, once you're in, it's like family. Like, it's like immediate family. Like, people just want to bring you in. It's such an interesting community and way of life. So I think go for it. If you're, like, thinking about it, go for it. And someone who's in it, a uh, piece of advice would be to yeah, enjoy it. Make as many friends mm-hmm. as you can, travel as many places as you can, and just and enjoy it. I've, like, found so much joy and happiness in the people that I've been able to meet through the equestrian community. And that's probably one of my favorite things about it. Totally. Speaking of, I am so excited to come back to Wellington this winter for our season because we're hanging out. And I am learning how to play polo. I've been wanting to for so freaking long. So I think this winter is the winter. (laughs) I'm really excited to hang out. And I'm really excited to have a new teammate. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, Augustine, thank you so much for taking the time to give me some polo 101. Um, Tell me a little bit about your story. I think it's incredible what you're doing. And I'm so pumped to continue to watch your journey. And I wish you all the best. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast, and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you next week.